Chapter Six of Tad Coon's Great Adventure. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Shasta, Oakland, California. Tad Coon's Great Adventure by John Breck the woods folk wonder about louis when tad coon got out of that damp smelly cellar he was just about the happiest coon who ever hunted wood snails under a burdock leaf he was happy until he'd eaten several snails and three field mice and one green frog then all of a sudden he remembered the bad news he had for nibble rabbit you know he thought louis had killed nibble's poor little bunny my how he hated to tell nibble and silk ears so he lost his smile his face got longer and longer as he dragged his feet toward dr muskrat's pond it felt most as long as his tail his eyes got all teary and his nose got all sniffy just thinking how badly they were going to feel but when he came around the end of the coil's thicket who should he see but nibble talking excitedly to dr muskrat silk ears and a lot of little bunnies were with him it was tad coon all right dr muskrat was answering no one but tad would have known all those stories he told the baby about you neville now we'll get tommy peel's dog watch to take tommy after him tommy can undo that cage door you'd better hurry right off and find him we can't leave tad there another hour how had that baby bunny come home tad couldn't imagine but here she was and here were all his friends planning to rescue him he felt so happy all of a sudden that he grinned until the tips of his prick-up ears most met he just danced up like a skittish butterfly in a breeze squealing i'm here i'm here however did you get away gasped nibble and dr muskrat in the same breath that awful boy opened the cage door and i just ran chuckled tad how did the baby get away from him she didn't nibble explained he brought her back to the hop toad's stone and she says he isn't awful a bit she isn't scared of him he looked around for the bunny but she'd scuttle into the prickery things the second she saw tad coon nibble had to call and call by and by she squeaked i'm not scared of that boy but i'm awfully scared of that coon he said he'd eat me 
Yes, I did, Tad owned up. I told her little rabbits mustn't trust us coons, but I won't cheat you now. I'm not a bit hungry. There's something queer about this, said Dr. Muskrat. That bad Louis Thompson wasn't bad to the little bunny. But if the woods folk were wondering about Louis Thompson that morning, they wondered a lot more that afternoon, and they weren't the only ones who wondered. Tommy Peel came down for some more fishing. Of course, Dr. Muskrat and Stripes Skunk were interested in that, and Stripes' three kittens sat still as still, with their toes tucked in like a pussycat's, and the white tips of their tails twitching, because every other fish belonged to them. The bunnies were snoozing in the pickery things. Chatter Squirrel and Chake the Jay were having an argument, and Tommy's dog, Watch, was barking at them. And Tad Coon was down at the lower end of the pond, happy as a frog on a lily pad full of muscles to his very chin suddenly he looked up and saw louis thompson looking through the fence right at him wow but you ought to have seen him go he bounced past tommy teal splattering water all over him everybody hid even chatter squirrel everybody but watch who began growling and barking this made louis angry he just leaned over the fence and squalled you can have your darned old coon he's just as mean as your darned old dog i wished i hadn't let him go i wished i'd killed him when i had him i do when did you ever have him jeered tommy peel this morning i had one of your rabbits too a little bitty one but twasn't big enough to keep so i let it go again you broke your promise shouted tommy you broke your promise you said you'd never come over here and catch my wild things again my but he was angry i didn't so there snapped louis i caught that coon in our corn crib and i caught that little bunny right here where i'm standing now but i don't want any of your old pets seeing you're so selfish about them i am not selfish tommy answered back you could have pets yourself only you're too lazy to feed them i'd like to know what i'd feed them with asked louis i see my pa letting me go into his feed bins like your pa lets you he wouldn't even let me have some for my coon but ma gave me bread for him no wonder poor tad was hungry tommy most forgot to be angry maybe louis thompson 
wasn't so very bad after all maybe he did want to be friends every little boy didn't have a father like his who knew all about boys and wild things say louis tommy said in a different voice all these fellows love roasting ears you can get some from our cornfield if you want my dad won't care did louis want to did he you just ought to have seen the feast he laid out over by his fence not by the flat stone where tommy always put his feasts so the woods folk would guess it wasn't from tommy peel before long munch munch went nibble rabbit and silk ears and all their little bunnies crunch crunch went stripes skunk and his kittens scrunch scrunch went dr muskrat and chatter squirrel and tad coon pick peck pick went jake the day all busy on those sweet juicy young ears of corn tommy peel and louis thompson were driving up louis cows as friendly as though they'd never had a quarrel but tommy's dog watch pricked up his ears as he listened to them then he galloped over to the feast and barked that's louis thompson's corn he's trying to make friends with you yeah tis not squawked jake he got it in tommy peel's own field i saw him you see they didn't know tommy said he might because louis's father wouldn't let him take any from his own cornfield even if louis did the hoeing it's in tommy's woods pointed out dr muskrat we haven't made any compact but tad coon surprised them all are you sure watch he asked cause if you're certain sure i'm going back to his cellar again back to that smelly stuffy dark cage exclaimed nibble rabbit and his ears flicked straight up he was so surprised to be asking such a foolish question sure as mice is mice chuckled tad that cellar's just alive with them and there's that rat who bothered your bunny nibble i've got a bone to pick with him and he's going to furnish the bone don't do it warned stripes excitedly you'll get caught again no i won't sniffed tad i'm not going near that old trap tad meant the corn crib but it's all over traps stripes insisted traps and cages for cows and horses and pigs and sheep and men even you see stripes thought the houses and barns and sheds were all traps to catch the things who live in them and keep them from going wild again 
and that's half true isn't it traps for men squealed everybody men don't hunt men don't they though asked stripe well we skunks know something about that there used to be wolves and bears and all sorts of wild things here even wild men they weren't like these men they were the color of chatter squirrel and they lived in little shady trees made of skin or in log piles like the beavers he meant the tents and the winter houses of the indians we skunks used to be good friends with them but these men weren't they hunted them just like they hunted the bears and the wolves and the beavers too the wild men were smarter than any of the other wild things but these men who live here now just kept building more and more traps to catch them in now every last one of them is gone that's so said dr muskrat and it is half true too the indians did disappear when the white men built their houses but of course it wasn't because the white men trapped them the same as they trapped the wild things End of chapter 6